How do you get a job after you get your CCNA? Well, in this interview, we talk about just that. My little brother, Cameron, just got a CCNA, landed a job as a network admin, and is making between 60 and 70,000 a year. How did he do that? That's what we're talking about. Oh, hey, and stick around to the end. Today is day one of my 10-day Christmas giveaway, and we're giving away Alpha Prep. What is that? Basically, it's a CCNA practice exam software that uses AI and machine learning to make sure you are prepared to take the CCNA. So stick around to the end to find out how to enter. Let's get into it. What's going on guys? Welcome back to Network Chuck. Uh, you may recognize this guy, this is my brother. Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> now you may recognize him from the two videos we made together. First was when he passed his CSENT and he gave uh, kind of some tips on how to pass your CSENT. And then we covered the ICND2 when he got his CCNA. Now, I mentioned in that video that he actually already had a job as a network engineer just right after you got your CCNA. Like, do you remember how long it took? Uh, I had an interview within a month, uh, but the job had some hiring issues, but I was in it within two to three months. That's ridiculous. All right, before we get started, Cameron, I got something for you. Open it. Oh wow, a new network chuck mug, even a sticker. And a sticker. You can get one of these too. Link below. So I remember when he, when he passed the CCNA, uh, the first thing I told him was get your resume in order. And uh, what are some of the things I told you to kind of polish it up and, and get it ready for people? Uh, put your certifications at the top. Uh, make sure to have, of course, your most recent experience first. So hopefully you've probably been in some type of technical role, hopefully like help desk or desktop support. That way they see that you are capable of doing technological things. So that the first thing is huge. Um, a lot of people, they, they get a resume template and just kind of follow it tit for tat thinking that's what they should do. No, uh, you're applying for a job in IT. And, and I apologize for any uh, ambient noise, especially this thing right here. Why don't you introduce him to your pug? This is not my pug, this is his pug. This is my pug, Django. <laughs> he's sleeping on me right now. No, he's not scared, and that's just how he looks all the time. So in IT, right now, as it stands, certifications tell people two things. That uh, you know your stuff, and that you put in the time to learn it. And that you're, and that you're in the process of learning. Did you put anything else on your uh, resume, like uh, working on something, like working towards a, a certification? Yeah, it's good to put the certification that you plan on working on next, that way they know that you're just not a, you get one and you stop. They wanna know that you continue to learn. You're gonna continue to use those things to benefit the company that you're going into. Yeah, I, and here, here's the, the other thing, I, I, and this is why I told them to do this, and this is why I do it still. I still have it on there. If you're working on a, a, a certification, put that in your resume, write that underneath the one you already have, put in parentheses, like, you wanna be honest. So put in parentheses in progress. But what that does for you is when HR, cause there is an HR machine. I, I was actually just talking to a bunch of hiring people and they said, um, they use a system called, what was it called? Oh, Silk something, Silk something. Essentially it just analyzes your resume and it gives, spits out the ones that are flagged and good to the guys who are gonna be interviewing you. So for me, I currently don't have my CCMP yet, January 15th. Um, however, uh, on my resume, it's, it's had CCMP on there. I say in progress, and what that does for you is when it goes through the HR machine of analyzing it and, and making sure you meet the criteria for the, the minimum criteria just to get you in front of the person who's gonna be hiring you, um, it'll analyze that and pop. They think I have a CCMP. And 
Most of the time they're gonna look at my resume and think, oh, well this guy might be something, he's in progress, he's learning like Cameron said. It shows that you are continually learning and that's what they care about, is they want a guy who can come in, or gal, and come in and just learn uh, the job. Because I mean, yeah, you're gonna have your CCNA, you're gonna have your CCMP, whatever. You get in the job, you're gonna have a lot to learn just from the get-go. Uh, every company does things differently and they're not gonna always use just Cisco. It's not gonna be like coming in and just taking your CCNA exam. It's gonna be totally different. Okay, so we got the resume part down. So we got his resume all clean, tidy. Uh, where did you put your resume once you had that done? Oh, was that bitter or something? <laughs> He's not drinking coffee. What are you drinking, like gin or something? Was that gin? Yeah. So I put my resume on mainly LinkedIn. I had it on uh, Indeed. Uh, but I didn't get a lot of good job offers off of there. It was mainly a lot of spam offers for some like overnight mobile phone technician stuff. So I was like, nah, I'm not <laughs> the doing rough that. Stuff. Which I mean, if that's what you can get. Yeah, of get course. It. If you can get it, go yeah. for it. But looking for network engineering, that wasn't what I was looking for. A lot of people were just kind of looking at my experience and saw that I had help desk technicians. They're like, okay, he can do this. But I was looking for something different. So Okay, so that, I guess that's important too. We have to cover, because I mean, he, he's a network admin now. Uh, we got to cover what experience he had before, before he got this job. So what experience did you have um, at that point? So I had probably about nine to 10 months of help desk experience. And before that I had um, maybe about four or five months of being a computer repair technician at this little mom and pa shop. So basically just a little over a year of just IT experience. Right. Not network admin specific or particular or whatever. Exactly. Cool. Okay, so you put your resume out there. Now, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's amazing. I, I got like two or three jobs from LinkedIn and uh, you download the LinkedIn jobs app on your phone and you set up alerts and it's killer. A lot of jobs actually have the easy apply option where you just click a button and it just applies for the job like that. Sometimes they link you up off to the jobs website you have to fill in all the stuff for their particular job board, but LinkedIn is awesome. And if you haven't done it yet, during that time, I took advantage of the free trial of the LinkedIn Premium. Oh yeah, that thing's amazing. So so I, I used that and I think that did help me try to get the, get the job within the month or two months that I was trying to get the interviews. And I think that put me in front. I could see who was looking at my profile and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so this is not sponsored by LinkedIn, but if anyone from LinkedIn's watching, I would like that. <laughs> um, however, yeah, you know, the Premium option, it's so cool because like it'll show you uh, what kind of guys are applying for the job, what kind of degrees they have, um, how much experience they have. How, it's basically how you rank compared to everyone else. So you can know how, how good of a chance you have. And also above and beyond that, like LinkedIn has like a profile that you can build. It's, it's kind of like Facebook for business, right? So how did you structure your LinkedIn? Was it, if you hear something moaning, it's this guy right here. Uh, what was I saying? You're talking about how to structure your Oh yeah, so how did you structure your LinkedIn profile? I, I really didn't structure it. Um, I mean, did it look just like your um, your resume? I, I yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it looked more like my resume. Just had a real professional-looking picture on there, and just had a description of what kind of job I was looking for. Make sure to have your career interest on to show recruiters that you're actually looking for a position, and that's important. Oh, that's vital. Yeah. Oh, what is this? Okay, real quick, you gotta be fast. I'm calling this segment, and I'm doing this on every video during the 10 days of Network Chuck Christmas giveaway. I'm calling this Drop a Bomble. <laughs> kind of cheesy, but we're doing it. The first five people to comment below with hashtag Drop a Bomble will win David Bomble's Packet Tracer for CCNA Labs course.
which is insane. You can check it out at the link below. And I'll be doing this every day and it won't be the same hashtag. So be sure to get in here, watch the video. I'll put it in random places. So you'll never know where it's gonna be. And you gotta be quick. Anyways, back to the video. So, okay, we got your, we got your resume on LinkedIn. Uh, you applied for, now how many jobs did you apply for up until you actually got the job? If I could actually remember, I probably, it was over 30 that, that I applied for. Okay, and that's that's a normal amount in my opinion. Um, but that, that was as many as I could find. Like if, if I saw a job that I was remotely qualified for, I was applying for, it just takes some time. Yeah, I remember I would wake, when I was unhappy in my job, I would wake up in the morning, just click, 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 apply for whatever. Um, even if I wasn't qualified for it, um, you never know what's gonna happen. Because I mean, there's only so many people who are exactly perfectly qualified for any particular job. So. You may be the perfect guy for the job, you never know. So how soon, and you may not remember this, how soon after you applied for it did you actually get a call? Um, actually, the job that I got, I didn't apply for it. Well, this changes everything. <laughs> so I didn't even apply for the job that I had actually- I didn't know this, so keep That going. I had actually received. Um, I believe it was because of having my career interest on, on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, because as soon as I got my CCNA, even before I even had the license to actually verify the certificate, I still put it on my LinkedIn. Smart. And, Smart. and, I, and I believe that I showed up. I never asked a recruiter, but I believe that I just showed up on a search of new CCNAs because the position was actually looking for people that didn't have a lot of experience. So they actually reached out to me. And that's heavy. That's interesting. Cause think about this. They want fresh CCNAs. Why is that? Well, because you can still put your CCNA on there from 13 years ago without any kind of verification number. You're gonna show up in the search regardless. So a fresh CCNA, um, you may not have as much experience. They may want that. They don't have to retrain you out of the old habits. And then all just fresh. And they know you're ready to learn. You're ready to just get in and learn something. So that's, that was really cool. Yeah. So they found you and then you got the call. What happened? So I talked to my recruiter, uh, his name was John and uh, he was really helpful. First thing he just wanted to figure out uh, what kind of job I was looking for. He, he wanted to make sure that my interest really matched this position. Uh, and once we were able to kind of confirm that, he decided he wanted to try and set up a phone interview with the hiring manager and one of their more uh, technical people on that side. And if you've never applied for a job before, like you've never been on this like type of level where it's like a technical interview kind of thing, oftentimes you'll go through a recruiting agency who will then kind of vet you and that's what they do. And then they'll get you in touch with the actual HR or whoever is looking for a network engineer. So that was the case of Cameron. They, he had an interface with that guy. The guy will talk to Cameron, make sure he's a real person, a human, he can actually hold a conversation, which actually is kind of rare to find sometimes in IT. <laughs> so, so, okay, so we got through the, the initial just, am I a human? And kind of the checkbox you check when you're not a robot. And then, uh, then they set you up with a phone interview with right the, the, the hiring manager and someone else to kind of verify. I know the technology as well. So how did that go? Uh, that went really well. It's got to make sure you kind of uh, you, you, you got to feel the room when you're talking to them. and make sure they're not too tense. Make sure they're a little bit more calmed down before you make any type of jokes or anything like that. But it all went really well. Uh, but whenever it switched to the technical side, that's where everything everything got kind of serious. You gotta. That's why, that's why I say you gotta really make sure you're on the ball, make sure, even even if you've recently taken the test, make sure you're still really fresh because now, was, I- Was this just the phone interview? This is just the phone interview dang. itself. Okay. I, I, was, I was nailed with a bunch of technical questions, not really like CCNA level questions, I just really wanted like, what is this, what is that, like what's spanning tree, uh, what's your favorite dynamic routing protocol? They're gonna ask stuff like that just to make sure you know the buzzwords and just make sure you know all that kind of stuff. 
And that's good because I think they're, they're testing two things. They want to test, first of all, if you even know what they're talking about. And second, they want to see how you explain things because a valuable skill in IT is knowing how to communicate to people what you do. <laughs> if you can't do that, you're going to have a hard time. So you got past the phone interview. Or, tell me, was there any more to the phone interview? No, after that, he was just kind of, at that point, he was just kind of throwing out questions for fun because he knew I would probably answer some of them. And if they ask you a question you do not know, don't try to fake it. Just say you don't know it because they will respect that. Uh, I, because at that point, I knew nothing about firewalls. I was just a CCNA route switch. Mm. So they asked me, what do you know about firewalls? I go, I'm going to be honest, I don't know anything about firewalls. And they respected that. That's really good because I've interviewed people where they've tried to BS their way through an answer. And you know, if you know what you're asking, it's, it's pretty freaking obvious that they're not. <laughs> so it's, that tells them like, it, it, it's okay if they don't know it, but also you kind of learn that they're kind of dishonest uh, if, they're, if they're kind of BSing their way through it. So you don't want the kind of people on your team. Anyways, continue. Oh, was that it? Oh, was okay. Really, yeah, yeah. okay, so um, did they tell you they loved you on the phone right then? No. That the phone interview just ended and they were saying, all right, we'll get back with the recruiter and we'll let you know. So of course they're gonna leave it with some type of uncertainty because I, I was, I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> not- the worst. I'm pretty sure they're not sure what they wanted to do. There, there was probably plenty of candidates that were on the other side that they wanted to look at. Mm. So how long after did you get that uh, next call? I wanna say it was probably a week or two until I got the call and a lot of things jumped back and forth, like what locations, who I was interviewing with. Um, because they were really just trying to get somebody in pretty quickly. Uh, but it ended up, with all the time they had, I ended up having to do three interviews in one day. Whew. Um, and this, he told me this was abnormal. It's not like normal for them, this kind right. of experiment. But I mean, it's possible that you'll go have one interview, wait a week, have another one, wait a week, have another one. So it's cool they did it all in one day, but really freaking intense, right? Yeah, I had an interview with the hiring, the two people that I was talking with on the phone. Then I had to interview with their head security guy, and then I had to go over to their, I had to relocate to a, their corporate building and interview with the director of their actual um, IT projects. That's intense. So, you're in the interview. What happened? Uh, so, I, I, walk, walk us through uh, just kind of what uh, the, the initial interaction, the introduction. I mean, we're looking for hacks here, right? So, how do you, how do you land that job? What were you wearing? Uh, what color was your underwear? No. <laughs> what, do you have any lucky things you wear? Uh, did you, how firm was your handshake? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta have a good handshake. So work, uh, work on your handshake. Work on your handshake. You can't have it limp. Did you shake everyone's hands? How many people were there? I, every time somebody walked in, you stand up and shake their hand. Mm, that's, that, because that's a big sign of respect. Yeah, yeah, respect. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I, I went all out. This was a big, big opportunity. So I, I went all out, wore a suit, tie. Uh, I went in there trying to give everything I had to really show that I wanted this job. The, the interview uh, originally, uh, it was, it was kind of the same as the phone interview, but it, of course, you have to play the part. You have to look like you're confident. You can't just act like confident on the phone. You have to really show that you're confident. Mm. Look at both Look at both people equally. Make sure that you're giving both of them your attention. You're not just talking to one person individually. Now, a big question I always have, and I never know what to do with this, but what do you do with your hands? <laughs> what are you doing with your hands? I don't really think that they care what you do with your hands. I think they'd actually like it more if you're more vibrant with your hands, because that, that shows that, 
Uh, one well, month, I think you and I, we talk with our hands a lot. We do talk with our hands more. <laughs> but I remember one big, um, one thing they said that really helped me in the interview was, was that I seemed very passionate about what I was talking about. And I believe mm -hmm. all of that is attributed to hand motions and just your level of interest and in how you speak can really show your interest in what you're talking about. That's, that's a really great point. Cause if I were to, I mean, how many of you would watch a video if I came on and I was like, networking, CCNA. Like if I didn't have any enthusiasm. I mean, the reason you watch most of my videos is because I get freaking crazy about it, right? Um, also, with the hand, I asked about the hands thing because I, I've read that um, when you're in a meeting with someone and body language tells a lot about what, how you're feeling, what you're thinking, what kind of person you are. And I've heard that when you have your, like, your hands closed or they're kind of like bald in a fist or something, that communicates that you're closed off, you're kind of nervous, and it kind of puts off. But if you're more, if you leave your hands open out, which is uncomfortable for me, but I intentionally do that with whatever meeting I have because it makes me look more open and confident. But, right. But if, you're, yeah. but if you're already talking, doing this, I mean, that's, that's a <laughs> Yeah, like show them that you're comfortable, show them that you're ambitious. Because if you, try, if you act nervous, they're gonna think that you may crumble under the pressure because these jobs aren't gonna be easy. Uh, and speaking of pressure, because uh, he told me what he went through already. So you've got the introduction, you've got the body language, you've got the meeting, what happened next? So we were sitting there talking and I was thinking, all right, this interview's going really well. I think it might almost be over. And the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the guy who was really running the more technical side of the interview goes, all right, so you see that whiteboard behind you? We want you just to pick up a marker. We want you to draw a network. Oh my gosh. And, and I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do, and have you ever like diagrammed a network on a whiteboard before? No, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen plenty but I've never really diagrammed one. So I tried my best to think about the, the three tier uh, hierarchical network that I learned in the CCNA and tried to ah. draw that the best I could. But then I started throwing other stuff. They go, they go, where are your firewalls? They go, where are your wireless LAN controllers? Oh man. They, they start throwing all that kind of stuff at you. Like they, wanna, they want you to think deeper than just the CCNA level. Wow, that's that's freaking intense. I mean, to this day, when I have to diagram in front of people, I get like freaking antsy. It scares the crap out of me. So that's impressive that you were able to do well. Um, so then, what were some of the technical questions like they asked you? Like, I, it was it was really simple stuff. Like if they asked me, they asked what was my favorite dynamic routing protocol, and I said EIGRP, and then they're, they're going to go why? They go why did you like it over the other ones? Then you're gonna sit there and explain the difference between a link state and a advanced distance vector routing protocol. You, you have to explain all the differences and why you'd prefer to have that in an enterprise network over something else. And they just wanna hear that. They don't want you to go into every single little detail, but they wanna know that you'd actually know the difference. So I guess the, the moral of the story is you have to know your stuff, which if you, if you don't brained up and you actually take your CCNA like you should, you should already know it. But then I realized too that many of you may just crumble under pressure. Maybe you can't communicate as well as you would hope in an interview. And him and I were kind of talking about that because we, we, can, we can communicate pretty well. But some people maybe aren't really gifted in that area. So to become better at that, this is, and you know, honestly, I do prep myself on interviews sometimes. I, I, don't, I don't go and stand in the mirror, but I definitely run a million scenarios in my head before I go in. That's what I do. And, and honestly, like uh, I remember when I had a bunch of my voice interviews, I'm a collaboration guy, if you don't know that already. Um, like 30 minutes before the interview, I would go off somewhere and I, I will walk around an area. Um, that's per first of all, no one's got to be there because I'm talking to myself like a, a crazy person. Uh, but I'm like going over like questions and I talk and, I, and I, I would talk through a technology to see if I could actually explain it very well and see if it made sense. And it already be on the tip of my tongue. So I do that right before an interview. 
And that way I'm kind of ready to start talking. Um, I'm already thinking technically. And so what was the, the title of your the position anyway? What were you going for? Uh, systems engineer of network and firewall. And that just, that's, <laughs> you'll notice the, the, the titles in IT are so random and they vary mm -hmm. and very rarely do they, are, do they actually encapsulate what you'll be doing. <laughs> encapsulate, you know, I was taught yeah. you like that. <laughs> All right, so he passed through the three dungeon levels of the interview and uh, apparently he did well. And then how long after the last interview did you get the call? So I would or say- Or also did they give you any like indication during the interview that you were the guy? No indication. Oh, and that sucks too. Now what, what, is, what is the one thing you think um, sets you apart from everyone else? I mean, obviously you don't know that because you didn't see the other interviews or the other people, but what do you think may have put you ahead? Uh, I learned afterwards that uh, they told me that what really set me apart was uh, my ambition, that I wanted to go far and that I really showed it. I showed that I actually really liked the technology. And I wasn't just some guy that got a CCNA just to get it, that I actually enjoyed to work with the stuff. Like I love technology and I wanted to learn more about it. That I wasn't just gonna learn the CCNA and just stop right there. Mm. And that's, that's key. I mean, what do I always tell you guys? If you're gonna be in this game, you have to actually kind of enjoy what you do. Um, if you got a lab at home, I, I would even like in the interview talk about your lab at home. I did talk about my lab at home. Oh, see, there we go. I mean, I, I forgot about that. I, I talked about how we have our own DMVPN connections that are set up between uh, our apartments and how he has his own data center and that kind of stuff and how it's all connected over DMVPN and the and how we can talk on the phones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. See, I mean, if you can, if you can demonstrate passion, I, that comes off, man. That really, really like puts your best foot forward. So now you're a network admin. Uh, is it everything you thought it would be? Almost. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can say it's almost what I thought it would be. Uh, they did give me a big bombshell whenever I started. And it was that I wasn't gonna be doing a lot of route switch. I will be doing route switch, but they wanted me to focus primarily on wireless. And, hmm. I, and I thought, I don't know anything about wireless. <laughs> Which, that's crazy, because you think if they're gonna hire a guy to do wireless, they would look for CCNA wireless. Like, duh, right? But that didn't happen. Like, that's, that's what's crazy. I wonder, I wonder if they actually interview guys with CCNA wireless, but they just liked you the best because of your interview. I know, I know they interviewed a lot of people, but I've, I've, I've never asked that. I probably should ask that now. That's interesting. So, so you're, you're in a job where you know nothing about wireless, but they, they like you enough and they know you can learn things quickly or efficiently, so they give you wireless. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah uh, so, but, but the thing is, is that my job this far has not only consisted of wireless. I, I've done a lot of route switch things. Uh, firewall, not so much. They have a separate, really a separate team for that kind of. But I've, I've, done, I've done route switch, I've done wireless. A little bit of phone, but not really, but mostly mostly wireless and route switch, but. So the point of this video is to show you his steps and his journey of how he actually um, took, went from CCNA to network admin at a real job and how it could be possible for you because it's absolutely possible. All right, guys, uh, that's about it. Thank you, Cameron, for sharing your knowledge, mm -hmm. sharing your experience, because now we are fellow admins. He's a network yeah. admin. I mean, you've seen his journey from CSENT, or actually you started with A+, then the CSENT, CCNA, and now he's network admin and he's on the job and he's learning and having a great time. Yeah. Oh, and we forgot the most important part. Um, without giving an exact number, he's making 60 to 70K. 60,000 to 70,000 a year with just a CCNA and A+, 
and a little over a year experience on a help desk. No college. No, and yeah, by the way, no college. So no college. all of this stuff is completely possible. Um, and again, you didn't have any special help from me. Nothing at all. Uh, everything I'm telling you right now is what he used. So the, go forth and, and, and prosper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Huge thanks to Cameron for taking the time to sit down with us and talk about his uh, CCNA journey and how it's landed him a network admin job. And he loves it. It's really cool that this happened for him and I hope it happens for you. Any questions, let us know below. Now, here we go. This is a giveaway. So today we're giving away Alpha Prep. Like I said at the beginning, it's a machine learning AI based practice exam software. So unlike other practice exam softwares, where it's just, hey, here's a question, blah, 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 and it kind of gives you an exam report afterwards. It doesn't really give you helpful information about where you're at or how well prepared you are. Alpha Prep's a bit different, a lot different. It will ask you questions, but realize how prepared you are. And it'll give you a score, and you keep going through it until it tells you you're ready. There's a bit more to it, I'm just glossing over, but you can check it out at the link below. You can go to a, uh, a free trial. Today we are giving away one subscription to the Alpha Prep CCNA practice exam. See the uh, contest info below to enter, and I'll be announcing the winners tomorrow. Good luck. But hey, this is only day one. We have nine more days of this. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell to be notified when a video comes out, and that's it. I'll catch you guys later.